here. I'm just slide these mics over a little bit. We are so glad you're here, and I'm going to look up in just a second. Hello. You guys are still watching, even though I'm not watching you. I uh, wanted to welcome you here. Today we, we have a, a special message. Uh, it's called Kairos, and I'm going to explain uh, what that word means in just a moment. But first, I, I just wanted to kind of give a disclaimer. Uh, today is going to be different than a normal Sunday that we have uh, at Church in the Valley. So far, it's felt pretty much the same. You come in and you get a program and we sing songs back to God. And that's still the purpose. We want to draw our hearts to God. We want to focus on him. But the message today is going to feel more like a family meeting than it does a traditional message. Uh, the reason is we, we have a lot of things that are going on at Church in the Valley. We're thankful for God's movement among us and what he's doing. And we want to bring all of you up to speed uh, as a congregation uh, so you can really see kind of where we're headed as a church. And we hope that even if this is your first time here, uh, you'll have a sense of who we are and what we're about and then where we're headed. And so I want to jump in with, with that in mind just to give you kind of the context of the feel of what today's going to going to feel like. And we hope that this will be uh, informative uh, for you and give you a sense of how you uh, can be a part of what God is doing here at Church in the Valley. I, I want to start with a main idea and everything will kind of fall under this umbrella. And I'm going to walk through a scripture briefly on that. And what what you find as you as you walk with God as an individual as you follow him and then as you get into church life and you do ministry with a group of people uh, there's a key af- aspect of ministry that keeps coming up again and again in life and in church life. And that is this idea of buying up the opportunities that, that God provides. That's a key aspect of ministry. Something that keeps coming up again and again is how do I buy up the opportunity, make the most of the things that God brings uh, in your life as you follow him? And then in the church, how do we make the most of where we're situated, the people that God's brought along and the season of time uh, that we're in. And so I want to kind of take a step back and talk to you a little bit about the season of opportunity that we're in at Church in the Valley Alhambra. Uh, Last August, almost a year ago, I shared with all of you, after I've shared with kind of the staff and the leaders of Church in the Valley, that my wife and I were getting ready to start a brand new church. And we've been communicating this for a while. I sense God calling us to plant a church in 2010. And eight years later, the, the season of time is upon us for us to launch out. And so a year ago, I explained that to all of you and walked through the, the timing. And already it's been almost a year. And uh, this uh, August, we are going to be starting Ridgeview Church in North Fontana uh, in the Inland Empire. It's about 45 minutes east uh, north of the 210 uh, freeway. We have a launch team from Church in the Valley of six other adults that are going to be joining us and uh, six kids. And so there's going to be 14 of us total that are going to be starting a brand new church. Uh, We don't do that just to create a new hobby, uh, to give us more things to do. We we do this really uh, because of the mission that that God's given us, and that is to help people uh, come to know Christ. And our goal all along as we've decided to plant a church is to plant a church just like Church in the Valley in an area where it doesn't exist, where there's lots of people who are moving in and growing. And we found that in the community of of North Fontana. And so I am going to be transitioning out of my role here at Church in the Valley as the campus pastor. 
and my last Sunday is going to be July uh, 29th. Uh, in this process, we've been looking at God to lead this campus forward. One of the key aspects is, well, who is going to be the next pastor? And a few months ago, we announced to you that God had raised up the man uh, to do that. And we are so grateful. And for those of you that don't know, Jeep Underwood is the new campus pastor beginning in August of Church in the Valley, Alhambra. There's a picture of him and his wife, Kate. Jeep's right here. Raise your hand, Jeep. And you're going to be hearing from, from Jeep in a moment, but we are, we are so grateful that God has raised Jeep up. Uh, he's going to be changing his career and stepping into the new role as the campus pastor to lead this congregation forward. Uh, Jeep is going to do a great job. He's been a part of Church in the Valley for over uh, 20 years, I believe. And so he's not somebody from the inside. He's, or from the outside. He's somebody that, that's been a part of the ministry here for many, many years. And I look forward to hearing from him in, in just a moment. A part of the process as we were trying to find the next pastor was to uh, put a search team together. And so the decision to uh, for Jeep to pray about becoming the campus pastor was something that, that we did in a group of the search pastor uh, team. And the, guy, the idea was how, how are we going to make the most of the season of transition to find uh, the next pastor, but also to really help direct where we're headed as a church. And so I want to kind of broaden a little bit of the vision of some of the discussions that we've had in the search team and bring you guys alongside so you can get a, a vision of, of where we're headed. A part of this transition is more than just from my leadership to Jeep's leadership is really with this new season of opportunity, what is it that God wants us to, to buy up? And I, I want to share a passage that's been especially helpful for me in Ephesians 5. And you, you'll see it up here on the screen. And this is what it says. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And this idea of buying up the opportunity is, is found in this, this passage. And I just want to kind of walk through each word here because it's packed with helpful meaning. Uh, the first is look, that, that first word look means to watch, to be aware. There's a sense in which as somebody who follows Christ, there's a sense in which we're not supposed to just go through the motions of life. In church, as we are gathered as a community of believers following Christ, we're not supposed to go through the motions of that either. This isn't plug and play. It's an active relationship of following Jesus every day. And there's an opportunity that comes with that. Uh, the word carefully uh, means to, you know, watch exactly and accurately. That word carefully is the Greek word akrobos, which is where we get the, the word for acrobat. Somebody who kind of walks a tightrope and performs in such a way that each movement is calculated so that they perform the move that they need to. As Christ followers, it's the same thing that we're supposed to watch carefully and walk carefully. There's a sense in which we take the time that we've been given in life and we, we maximize it. We buy up every opportunity that we've been given. Walk, so look carefully how you walk. It, it denotes your life. When you walk with God, people are talking about your life with God. When it says to walk carefully, it's this idea of live your life in a careful way, making the most of the time. And then you see the comparison of this. This happens in the context of two extremes. We're supposed to live wise versus foolish. The wise person... And the wise church realizes that, that life and the time that we've been given is a gift. And we need to make the most of it. The foolish person lives haphazardly, like life doesn't count. 
Again, you just kind of go through the, the motions. What we want to do as a church and as the people within the church is we want to realize that our decisions matter, our words matter, our attitude matters, our actions matter. We have an opportunity in life to make the most of the time that, that God has given us. And that's the next part, that idea of making the best use. This is where we get the phrase buying up the opportunity because making the best use is this original language meaning you redeem it. To make the best use of your time, you redeem it, you buy it up. There's something that you can, you can redeem right now and, and you have to do it or it's, or it's gone. And ministry happens in the present. That's where we meet God, right here and right now. And then time gets to this, this, this word of today's message, which is kairos. And kairos, there's a definition here on the screen, means do measure a season, a time, a period possessed of certain characteristics. This is different than a lot of our English understanding of time, which is the word chronos. And there's a definition of that. Chronos denotes a space of time, whether long or short. So when we ask somebody, what time will you be there? We're usually talking about the watch. Like, what does the clock say? That's chronos time. Minutes, hours, days. Well, kairos is not the time specifically linear. It's time as opportunities. And what you find as you follow Christ is that's actually how God tells time. He tells time from opportunity to opportunity. So when you decide to follow Christ, you have to shift your life in that same way. It's, it's not we're just going to be governed by the clock, but we're going to always be looking around us for the opportunities that God brings. And this is why following Christ is the greatest adventure anyone could be a part of. Because you tell time differently. You're waiting for God to meet you in the present to pull you forward. And there's nothing greater than that than being led by the living God who brings opportunities your way that you can redeem and you can buy up. And here's the the difference between the two. Kronos expresses the duration of a period. Kairos stresses it as marked by certain features. And so today, we want to talk to you about this change of where we're headed in Church in the Valley as the Kairos time that we have as a church, a period and a season of tremendous opportunity. And we do this with excitement, and we do this also with this understanding that we want you, as you sit here and as you listen, for those that are going to listen later online, we want you to be a part of what God is doing here at Church in the Valley. We want you to get a sense of where we're headed And for you, as God leads you forward, to be a part of what we're doing. We want to be a church that's inclusive. We want you to join with us. So as we share and as you hear from Jeep, uh, we want that to kind of be the sense of what God's doing. Here's another visual. That's Kronos. Those are, you know, normal clock, right? Well, Kairos is this. You see those red marks? That's God and opportunity. He brings those opportunities And it's our role as we follow him to see them and to buy them up as they're here. I want to show a video that's going to explain a major opportunity that we have as a church because of this season of opportunity that that we're in. And this is going to be a video from our senior pastor, Randy Lanthrop. And I want to share with you briefly just a timeline of the season of the past of Church in the Valley before I, I show this video. This will give you a sense of where we've been and and where we're headed. So if you could put that that up there. Uh, In 1987, you'll see this right here. Um, 
Church in the Valley was started. It was started in Diamond Bar by senior pastor Randy Lanthrop. This past September, we celebrated 30 years of God's faithfulness in our church. And we're, we're grateful for this. This is our story. Back in 1987, the church was started. In 2007, uh, we planted a church in Riverside, California called Orange Crest Community Church, OCC. And there in Riverside, and Josh was on staff at Church in the Valley and decided to plant a church in Riverside, and they just celebrated their 10-year anniversary. And it's been fun to see God work there. Part of our story, this is where we come in here in the middle. In 2013, uh, this campus was launched five years ago. In 2013, we started at Mark Keppel High School, and it's been fun to see what God has done. We're a church, even in five years, that's changed a lot because... We were at Mark Keppel. We were in the auditorium. We were at Mark Keppel in the cafeteria. Now we're at the Alhambra, and we get to be in here most Sundays unless it floods, and we get to go upstairs. That happened. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you could ask somebody afterwards. But we're going to buy up those opportunities too. And this is, this is part of our story. And there's a new flag that you see that just happened recently. Uh, Church in the Valley Diamond Bar, after 30 years, moved to Ontario Ranch in the Inland Empire, an area that's growing. Young families are moving in tremendous opportunities. So Diamond Bar Campus moved to Ontario Ranch. There's been a lot of change recently. You'll see these flags that stack up. And then, like I explained at the beginning, Ridgeview Church in August will be launching in North Fontana and will be going to start that church. And so here's a picture of our story. Uh, if you don't know this, I wanted to bring you into the larger context. So from 1987 from today... What this represents is the opportunities God has brought. And I want you to hear from Pastor Randy Lanthrop, who's going to talk about a new opportunity that we have upon us. So let's watch this, and then I'll segue out of that when it's done. Good morning. I'm Randy Lanthrop, Senior Pastor of Church in the Valley. I'd love to be with you this morning, but I'm coming to you by video because I'm speaking with you about an exciting shift that we're making that myself and the advisory team of Church in the Valley believe will be a healthy change for both campuses. You may notice I'm in a warehouse where most of our office furniture can be found right now. Uh, this is symbolic of all the moves that we're making as a church community. Diamond Bar has become Ontario Ranch, and as you know, Alex and Sam Barrett have been called to plant a church in North Fontana in 2016, we set a date for the Barretts and a launch team to start the new church in Fontana for August 2018, and that is right upon us now. Way back in 2017, in January of 2017, a year and a half ago, we formed a pastor search team for Alhambra because we knew uh, there would be the need. The team was made up of key leaders from the Alhambra campus, Alex and myself. Uh, here's our search team objective. Walk through a process of selecting the man we think is God's man to pastor the Alhambra congregation in a way that builds up the congregation and each man on the team. God led us to Jeep, and I'm very grateful for his call to Jeep. Jeep and Kate have demonstrated a tremendous amount of commitment both to God's kingdom overall for the last couple of decades at least and also to the Alhambra campus. As we began to search for the next pastor for Alhambra, 
there was a prior decision that we needed to make. We began to pray and consider the long-term direction of the campus. Besides praying, one of the first items on our agenda to discuss was to think over whether the Alhambra campus should become a standalone congregation in and of itself. Through the years, several members have asked uh, from Alhambra whether or not we would ever become a standalone church body, and my answer was always the same. We, we will if it makes the most sense to accomplish our mission as a church community. In the first months of our meetings, we concluded that the best thing for the mission of Church in the Valley Alhambra is for the campus to become a standalone church body. This decision was made in the spring of 2017, well before Jeep was identified as the man to take the reins, and we've been waiting for God's sense of timing in when to roll this out. I want to let you know the history of this decision and the whys behind it, so there would be no chance to think that Jeep is the one who's setting this direction. He is not going rogue at all. Uh, this was decided by the advisor team and the core leaders well before he will receive the leadership baton for the Alhambra campus. Here are the core reasons for this decision. The Alhambra campus is already operating as a standalone congregation except for administrative and financial oversight. It's been well-led under Alex, and I'm confident it will be well-led under Jeep as well. When the campus was new, it made sense to cooperate on events and leadership meetings. But over the past two years or so, it has made less sense to do joint events and meetings as the leadership has become more and more localized. Each congregation becoming a standalone church body will allow each to focus on our communities and the unique needs within them while leveraging the strengths and gifting God has given to each campus. It's a healthy thing for a congregation to bear its own weight in leadership and finances. And my sense is that this move will foster growth and maturity for each campus as we focus on our specific locations. May the Lord increase our numbers as well. That would be fantastic. I believe this decision will serve our mission well as we become two standalone churches who are working side by side to extend God's kingdom in the world. Our goal is to make this shift no later than August of 2019. We will be working on the details and all that's involved in that and if we're able, we will make that shift sooner. Thank you for your time this morning. May God bless our church community as we step into the future in faith. So we wanted to announce that Randy is out of state or he would have been joining us. Uh, but we wanted him to, to really share uh, that news uh, because of the, the opportunity that that represents. Uh, if you go back to the previous timeline I showed you, it ended here, and there's now a new flag. And the new flag is that this campus in 2019, Lord willing, will become a standalone church. And what that 
means is that that's tremendous opportunity for us, like Randy mentioned, to contextualize, to focus, and to really become a healthy church that continues to go after the mission. Uh, for many of you, that, that might actually not make any difference than your experience so far. Uh, for some of you, it may be something that impacts you in a deep way, because for 25 years, the people in this church commuted to Diamond Bar as Church in the Valley. And for the last five years, we've had our campus here. And so this is just a progression of really God's faithfulness and the opportunities that he's brought. And so I want to just kind of invite Jeep up to, to share uh, a little from, from his vantage point as he's stepping into this season. Jeep is going to be the man that God's raised up to lead Church in the Valley to become a standalone church. And I believe that God has raised him up for this time, for this opportunity and for this season. And so I want to hear from Jeep. And then in a moment when he's done, I'm going to invite the search team up and Neil Walker uh, for us to, to pray. And we want you guys to join us in prayer as well. So Jeep, will you come up? All right, is that better? All right. Now you can hear what I'm saying. Uh, my family would like to have one of those they could turn off every once in a while. So, uh, Well, guys, uh, you know what? A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I, uh, I was going on kind of a tour through my company, letting them know I'm going to be leaving. Uh, I'm leaving my position as of August 4th uh, this year. And so there's a lot of conversations I've had, but... Uh, I had everyone who works for me in our design branch uh, come over to one side of the building right by my office. There's about probably 40 plus or minus that were there that day. <clears throat> and they uh, they came there, and I just kind of explained to them how I, there was this opportunity for employment outside the Corps of Engineers that I decided I was going to take, kind of walked that through a little bit. And then I told them uh, that, that, that this job with the Corps of Engineers is the best job with the Corps that I've ever had. And that I really was just really enjoyed taking the hill with them. And that just the things that they were doing were just so important. And I was just glad to be a part of doing that with them. And then I just opened it up for uh, questions. uh, And so, you know, it takes a while for people to ask questions. And finally, you know, someone asked a few questions. And then this one guy, a friend of mine, he's like leaning there. All this was like, it was like shock and awe. You know, they're like, you're leaving? Oh, my gosh. Well, this one guy, he's leaning there and he says, well, I got a question. He says, if this is the best job you ever had, then why in the world are you leaving? And I thought, well, that's a good question. <laughs> and so, you know, right when he asked that, really there's two pictures that just kind of came up in my mind. One was all the important things that I've been doing with the Corps and just uh, the things that we're doing there and the opportunities that have been there. And then the opportunities in front of this church, the opportunity that we're in right now and what, what God could really do through this group of folks. <clears throat> and I and I answered him and I told him, you know, honestly, I said, you know, the work that we do here at the core is very noble, very noble work. I said, we really help people. I mean, but at the end of the day, we, we stew on things, we figure out things. At the end of the day, people are protected. Their lives and their livelihoods are protected. I said, but I have an opportunity in front of me to help affect people 
in way more categories and do a lot more good than even that. And it's an opportunity I just can't pass up. And uh, it was a, it was just, a, it was just a great moment uh, for me too, because it just kind of, for me, I just kind of saw it, and I thought, you know, this is really what I want to go do and be a part of that with you all. And so, as I look at this, this opportunity, when I think of opportunity, there's a, there's a quote by Thomas Edison. If you've been around me, you've probably heard this. But I love this quote. You know, he's a guy, he has like hundreds of patents. He's discovered all kinds of, we're, we're in a room lit right now because of him. Um, he said, opportunity, he says, most people miss opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and it looks a lot like work. <laughs> I thought, I just thought, well, that's really true. You know, there's, there's a lot of work to seize an opportunity. And as I look at the opportunity that we're in right now, it's like, you know, why do we have this season of opportunity we have right now? And it's because that there have been people in the past. Some of them are in this room. There have been people in the past who have seized opportunities and worked very hard and worked very faithfully in their, in that season of opportunity and has moved us and progressed us to where we're at right now. Uh, as I look back, I think of, I think of Randy and Cindy Lanthrop. 30, little over 30 years ago, coming with a team of people and starting a church in Diamond Bar. And then working faithfully and with dedication over years to really build that congregation up, which we're an offshoot of now. We moved here. And then I just think of, uh, also a little over 30 years ago, uh, Neil and Melinda Walker moved to Los Angeles, started a ministry at USC campus. And begin to just build into the lives of students and really have grown a ministry there and God's really used them there. And also, roughly about 30 years ago, those two men met and their hearts connected. And there are many people in this room right now that both of those ministries have been very instrumental in their lives to bring us where we're at right now. And then I, I think of, I think of Alex and Sam. Uh, We've been here, uh, we've been here, we launched for about a year and it became clear that we really needed a pastor that was like co-located with us. And I think about them selling their house. They had a perfectly good house. It was like big, fun place to be. They, uh, they sold their house and they moved here and re- have been renting a small place. Uh, and they've been right here with us for f- four years and just the work and the dedication with them and Alex and just the way he's shepherded us over the last four years. And this, and kind of shaped this congregation the way we are now. And then I think, it's like, then I think of just the staff team. I think of the staff, they work, uh, they work full-time jobs, and they also work part-time on, on staff, and just all the dedication and the faithfulness there. And I think of the leaders here, the volunteer leaders we have, and how they, each week they're thinking about how can they make their part go and, and, and really make a difference where they're at. And they really, the faithfulness and the dedication there, and then all the volunteers, of everyone here, you know, any given Sunday, it takes 40, 40 plus people, maybe even 50, to really pull off everything that's happening in this church environment that we create each week. Uh, just so much faithfulness that leads into the season of opportunity we have. And so uh, the opportunity, it's just amazing that we do have this opportunity. Now, if you were to go kind of take a high-level view, like fly up in the air, look down on this opportunity, it's kind of cool. Like what what Randy was saying is, there's two campuses going into this season, and then there's three churches coming out of this season. There's three unique churches uniquely constructed to meet the needs of the unique communities they're placed in. 
And it's just an, it's a tremendous opportunity for us to really connect to so many more people and really be relevant and helpful in the communities where we're at. Just a great opportunity. And, uh, it would be on Ontario Ranch, there'll be Ridgeview and there'll be Alhambra at the end of the season of opportunity. Um, and I think about, I was thinking about our uniqueness, you know, just here. One of the things that, one of the things, there's many, one of the things that's unique is there's, there's, there's a lot of folks here in this room that really know how to walk with God and they really know how to help other people learn how to walk with God. That's just, that's a, that's a, that's a great, a great, uh, uh, opportunity and a great thing that we have here. And I, and I was thinking of, you know, I read a book called D-Day by Stephen Ambrose once. And I read more than one book once, but this was, I read that book once. So, uh, but I read this book and it's all about D-Day. And we, D-Day was, we, uh, you know, we recognized that about 11 days ago, but it's a huge operation. It was the, it began the beginning, it was the beginning of the end of World War II. And, you know, almost nothing went according to plan. Everyone trained. They trained hard. Everyone memorized the plan. Almost nothing went according to plan. And if you watch Band of Brothers Episode 2, you'll see this with the paratroopers. They landed all in the wrong places. It's like, you know, they overshot the targets. The wind was blowing like crazy. When they jumped out, all these companies had trained together, but they couldn't find each other when they hit the ground. But because they'd all been trained, what they did is they just banded together, and they made their own companies, and they went and accomplished the mission. That had to happen that day. And I, and I, what, what we want to do in this church is we really want to help like-hearted people really connect together to really make the mission go. That's really, that's really what we want to do here. And so that's just a, that's a great uh, connection that we have and an opportunity that we have. Now, over the next several months, uh, as we work through like the particulars of, of becoming a standalone campus, we're really going to be working on how to best leverage our uniqueness to really connect to the to the community that we're in and a part of. And so a few things we'll be looking at. One is, you know, the mission that we're on is really clear. It's uh, Matthew 8, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus said, you know, all authority has been given to me in heaven on earth. And uh, he said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That's what we're about, and that's what we're going to be working towards. And then we're going to be looking at things like alignment, like how what's a strategy of how we can, all the different parts of what we do as a church can pull us towards that mission and really make that happen. And we're also going to look at things like just how do you measure if you're doing that? How, how do you measure, like, are we making some progress in that area? We'll be looking at a lot of things like that. And then we'll also be looking at just some long-range planning, like five years out, three years out, one year out. Like where where are we headed and how do we get there? We're going to be looking at a lot of things like that as well. Um, so as we go through that, I would just like to ask, I would just like to ask each of you to really just just pull in and just be a part of, every, of what we're doing as we're kind of putting the blocks and the pieces together to be a standalone church. That'd be great. And I want to just very quickly just talk about what are some things, like what could you be doing to really be a part of that? And just there's a couple of things I want to bring up, like as you go through the summer. Uh, one is, is uh, well, actually it's two things, so it's actually three. Maybe I should say that. But, but the first one is just like just walk with God and walk with each other. Walk with God and walk with each other this summer. Um, John 7, 37 through 38 it was at the end of a big feast. It says, Jesus stood up and he cried out saying, 
If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For as the scriptures, for he who believes in me, as the scriptures said, shall from his innermost being flow rivers of living water. And really it's just that connecting with God, taking in his word and following through and just walking with him and enjoying him and just that overflow into the lives of other people, connect with each other. And, uh, that really is kind of, that really is the, uh, the centerpiece of like having a ministry in other folks' lives. And then there's a lot of summer events going on, uh, we just heard about. Pick, pick a few summer events that you and, uh, some of your, uh, your non-Christian friends that you run with that you'd really enjoy doing. And just really consider just inviting them and going and being a part of just a few things that really, they look like fun to you. And then just, uh, so they can come and they could, they could meet us and we could just, uh, maybe God would give us an opportunity to really be a part of their lives as well. So those are, those are a couple of things that we could be doing over the summer personally. And then I'm going to wrap up, uh, wrap up real quick. But what I want to just end with is just, you know, this, we, we talked about, there's this chain of faithfulness and we kind of traced it back to about 30 years. But the, the reality is, is that chain actually goes back through time and it goes back through the pages of scripture. And that's actually how God's been operating from the very gate. And what, uh, there's a verse in Acts, uh, 13, 36 talking about David, King David in the old Testament. It just says, and David, after he served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep. And what what we want to do as a church is we want to serve God in our own generation and figure out like how to do that. And uh, that'll be the aim of every one of the churches that come out of this season opportunity. And then I think of uh, just Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, where the writer of Hebrews kind of paints a picture of that line of faithfulness of people in the, that had been faithful with him. And he kind of paints this picture of they're like in an arena uh, watching us to see what it is we're going to do with our season of opportunity that be given to us. And he says this, he says, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with the one with endurance, the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. And so, our direction as we move forward, we are looking to to really just keep our eyes focused on Jesus, to really run with endurance the race that's set before us, and to really serve the purpose of God in, in our own generation. And that's really where we're headed. So I want to give it I want to give it back to Alex. Yeah. Thank you, Jeep. You want to stay up here? That's right. Appreciate uh, your your perspective and. One thing I, I keep coming back to is, is I am, am so thrilled to see uh, what God will do uh, here at Church in the Valley Alhambra and through uh, the leadership of Jeep. And I just want to encourage and challenge all of you to come alongside him and really be in the trenches moving the mission forward. All, all that we've talked about today isn't because we like change for change's sake. It's really to buy up the opportunities to advance God's kingdom. And that's what life is about. It's not being comfortable. It's about making the most of the time uh, that we've been given. And so we've been working, Jeep and I, over the last few months of a succession plan 
uh, to transition, you know, my leadership to, to his, to really get him ready to hit the ground running. And he's already done a great job as he's working full time in his Army Corps of Engineers to get his hands around the different aspects of church life. And he's already thinking strategically about how to move this church forward. Uh, also, we've been looking at what does it mean for Church in the Valley Alhambra to become a standalone church. And we've been talking about that and making plans. And so uh, this transition uh, from him to I is going to be happening in the next two months. Uh, actually, the next month now. Yeah, it's upon us. Oh, it is here. <laughs> it is here. Um, but the, the transition to the, to the standalone congregation will be happening over the course of the next year. And so uh, I encourage you, you guys to, to pray. And uh, speaking of prayer, I wanted to invite uh, Neil Walker up. And Neil, if you could come up. If you've never met Neil Walker, I encourage you to do that. Uh, he is a man that's made a deep impact on many people in this room. Like uh, Jeep mentioned, he is the director of Christian Challenge at the University of Southern California. And here at Church in the Valley, Alhambra uh, and Church in the Valley uh, in Ontario Ranch, a big part of our story has been because of the faithfulness of Neil and Melinda. We've been able to have so many students a part of our church for many years. And over the last few months, Jeep has taken the role on as the, the leader of our search team, as we've been looking at who the next pastor is going to be, and also the overall direction for where this church needs to be headed. And so Neil is going to just share a little bit of perspective, and he is going to pray. Uh, but before Neil does that, I also want to invite uh, the search team up, and I'm going to introduce them. So if you're on the search team, if you could come up, they are no longer a hidden group. You're going to see them now. <laughs> Let's give them a hand as they've given much time as well. Uh, These men uh, devote a lot of time to the ministry of Church in the Valley, some that you see, some that you don't. Uh, They work behind the scenes and they have, uh, among the many roles that they have, taken the time over the last year and a half to be a part of this search team and seeking the Lord's direction for the leadership of Church in the Valley, Alhambra moving forward. And then the overall direction. So, as I mentioned, this is Neil Walker. He led the search team. Uh, this is Jeremy Walker. They are related. Uh, this is uh, Mark Klepsik. This is Ben Montgomery. Uh, this is John Rickard. And John uh, serves part-time on staff as our uh, service team director. And Ben serves part-time uh, as our, our worship leader as well. And so, I want to hand it over to Neil. He's going to share some perspective and then pray. Thanks. I'll tell you what, what works. Alex started this off by saying it's kind of a family gathering. I thought that's good. It's Father's Day. You ought to have a family gathering on Father's Day. So uh, that's good. You know, one of the things a father does, one of the things leaders do, is they lead into a future that looks really uncertain to them. Very certain to God, very uncertain to them. But they lead into that. That's what we've been in the process of trying to do for the last year is figure out, okay, as we navigate this, where does God want us to do this, and how does he want us to do it? Who does he want to be uh, leading us into this? And as a team, I think there was unity on a couple of points uh, from, from the get-go. One was that um, the idea of, you know, um, does God want us to be a standalone campus? Yes. I mean, across the board, I think every one of the guys were like, yeah, that's where we're headed. That's, that's part of it. It's kind of like growing up leaving home. You don't live in the basement all your life. You know? So, you know, you kind of get up and go. And so that was part of it. You know, we, we thought, yeah, that's what we're doing. 
And, you know, then as, as Jeep was uh, introduced, you know, there was just a sense of unity. Yes, you know, he's the man to lead us forward. And, and yes, this is the direction we're heading. We're moving towards a campus like this. So we're very uh, excited about the future. Um, very uh, grateful for the past, very grateful for the past, but excited about the future. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that as, as you look at it, you know, you, you think, well, the perfect does not exist in the past. The perfect exists actually somewhere in the future. And so we're going to move with confidence towards that. Uh, if you read in Acts chapter 6, there was a situation that came up in the early church where there were some organizational things that were taking place, and they needed to try to figure out, what do we do? And what the leaders did was they moved in. They made some decisions that really made sense. Everyone was in accord with it. And as a result, it says, God multiplied disciples as a result of them addressing those things and moving forward. And we really anticipate that same thing here at Church in the Valley, Alhambra. We look forward to see what God's going to do there and how he's going to move things forward. So we're excited about that. So let me pray for us and uh, pray for the time. And, oh, by the way, happy Father's Day if you're a father. So uh, let me pray. Father, we do pray. We thank you for uh, the way that you have led us. We thank you for... Uh, your kindness and your grace to us. Father, we pray for wisdom, um, that we would know what to do, and uh, we pray for understanding, that we would know how to do it. Uh, we really pray for, uh, for your, your clear guidance and direction. And, Father, we pray that the things that are on your heart would really make sense to us, that we would do those because they do. They make sense to us. And we really pray that as we move into this new season where, as Jeep mentioned, we, we come in with one church and two campuses and we leave with uh, three unique churches uh, uh, all on mission to uh, see disciples multiplied around the world. That, Father, you would really bless uh, each congregation, whether it's Ontario Ranch, uh, whether it's uh, Alhambra or, Father, whether it's Richview, that, Father, with each one of those, you would use them and uh, spend them in the lives of other people. So thank you for what you're going to be there. Thank you for this group here. And, Father, uh, I, I pray that you would uh, uh, burn a real sense of, uh, of uh, vision and purpose and uh, understanding afresh and anew in each one of their hearts. And they would really see that they have a unique role in moving uh, the needle in forward. And we pray those things, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, guys. So the family meeting is almost wrapped up. I don't know if your family's ever called or your parents are like, oh, how much longer? Hopefully that's not been the case today. Uh, we hope that, that it's, it's given you, again, our goal is, is not look what we're doing, but join us in what we're doing. And we really extend that invitation to all of you. And to your friends and family that don't know Christ, we want to multiply, like Neil said, disciples and the followers of, of Christ. Uh, I want to end with just some next steps before the band comes up, uh, just to give you a sense of what this means for you. And Jeep already mentioned uh, some of them, and I want to add, add on to this. If you could, uh, if you could pray uh, for CIV regularly uh, the next few months. Uh, as change happens, uh, it's easy to just try to figure out where you fit and how to move forward. But the best thing for us as a church is, is to pray for unity. 
that we agree and we're on the same page and, and we're, we're all moving forward uh, together. And that's really the purpose of us communicating is we want you guys to be unified and with us as, as we're moving forward. And so if you could pray uh, for that unity, uh, what the enemy wants to do uh, is come against us as a church and to divide us. And he's real and he's active. And it happens in our own hearts a lot. And so if you could just pray that in the middle of change, in the middle of maybe the unknown and uncertainty, as fear comes up, as misunderstanding comes up, if you could pray for the unity and that we would have protection here as one team moving forward, that would be great. Uh, the second is uh, just ask God to show you opportunities that you can buy up. Since this is a key aspect of ministry, there's some things that God may be doing in your life right now that is coming alongside what's happening in the life of Church in the Valley. There may be people that God is going to bring into your life that you have the opportunity to share Christ with. You may yourself not yet be a follower of Christ. This may be the season of opportunity where you decide to follow Jesus for the first time. I encourage you, as the, the scripture says, to look carefully, watch, see what God's doing, and join him in that. So I encourage you to take that next step. And then last, like Jeep mentioned, we have a lot of meetups this summer. And the opportunity is for us to grow in friendships with each other, to have fun in that, but also to invite people to Church in the Valley. And so I encourage you, before you leave today, pick at least one meetup and decide to invite a friend to come with you. So pick one meetup at least and decide to invite a friend. So you may need some time to think that through. That's fine. But try to really take that next step to buy up an opportunity that you can have to connect with somebody that's not a part of Church in the Valley. So if you could uh, join me in praying as, as we wrap up this time. And I want to invite the band back up. We're going to have a closing song. We're going to receive our offering. You can drop your tithes and offerings in there and also your connection card uh, that you filled out. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, Jeep and I, uh, we will stay uh, towards the front. And I encourage you, if, if you've not yet met Jeep, uh, to introduce yourself. And so we'll be uh, at the front uh, here after the service. We encourage you to, to come on by. Let, let's pray. Father, thank you for the lives uh, of so many people here who have been a part of this story. Thank you for the people that are even new and just a part of this uh, recently. God, we, we know that you move in the lives of people, uh, not through ideas. It's through actually the hands and the feet and the brains of, of people that you have made. And so, God, we get to join you in what you're doing. And there is no greater privilege than to be a part of that. And so, God, we do pray for unity in the name of Lord Jesus. We ask that you will unite us, you will strengthen us, and that you'll pour your power upon this church. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.